3: Numbers told the story; they always do. This is a numbers game with
4: Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots
5: who believe in analytics. Howard number a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, V-CEN.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. By the way, Captain Jack and Rufus Peabody coming up later this hour to talk about unabated, really, really. Providing something to betters that is needed out there, looking for an authentic voice in the industry, and once again, Captain Jack should be the commissioner of sports betting, looking for uh, authenticity in this business, how you can quantify or help you quantify you the bets that you make, not going to tell you which bets to make. they're going to help you make your bets. They'll tell us all about that later this hour. and Michael Lombardi, I've got about a million questions for him in the NFL. Jason Weingarten standing by and a bit of numbers game history coming up, but let's read the tweets first. This is from Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one. He said, uh, Gil, FYI, uh, he's correcting me, said, uh, we America's team fans are not saving salary cap money with the Jalen Smith release. Money was only saved if he had been hurt this year, making next year's base salary guaranteed. Nothing saved this year as his salary was guaranteed already. So I thought it was $9 million saved against the cap next year on release. Primetime telling me otherwise. And if that's the case, that tells you what the Cowboys really think about Jalen Smith. Um, okay. Also, this this one. By the way, you can murder me on Twitter. I have no problem as long as you're funny. Nate King uh, at King Iowa. He says, Josh Towers would be a great guest for doing some live wagering. If only, Gil, you had a show on at night during the games. If you do have a show like that, I've never heard you mention it. <laughs> it's referring to primetime action. Captain Jack heading down to the South Point to appear in studio. Oh, by the way, Rufus with him too. Look forward to that. And uh everyone asking about the tennis bets. So people are finding Marquetta Vondersovet even better than the number that I got. They're finding him, finding her as high as 70 to 1, as long as 70 to 1. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, Dan Rockwell mentioning uh he found a 66 to 1 on her. Definitely worth an Andrew Jackson, he points out. Fun fact Jackson replaced your boy Grover Cleveland on the $20 bill in 1928. Now you know. There you go. Well, fun fact from our, uh, from our listeners. Jeff, Jeff Parlay, the Grover Cleveland of producers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a true historical moment in numbers game history. Not only from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, but actual video, live video of Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia from Southern Cali. Jason, good morning to you. Let's take a look at you.
4: Oh, Good morning, Gil.
5: How you doing, you man? Can you see me? Oh, we can see you all right. Yes, we can. Jason, thanks for dressing for this. I appreciate it. With your Rams jersey, I like it. Not, not even a jersey, a t-shirt. I like it. Jason, so great to see you, man. What is the line on if I'm wearing pants or not, though? Oh, minus 250 against. That's what I used to... <laughs> you,
4: you'd lose that one today.
5: <laughs> I used to say that about doing the podcast for years for my apartment in San Francisco. You're lucky if I was wearing pants. Jason, it's awesome to see you. I know the sun is uh, glaring there inside your uh, your newly shelved your uh, your newly shelved walls. There, tell everybody that was actually done by a professional. The uh, the organization of that.
4: Yeah, I had, a, I had a librarian come and organize all the shelves by the Dewey Decimal System, so I can easily. <laughs> I can easily find my books when needed.
5: By the way, the Dewey Decimal System, for those of a certain age, one of the most ridiculous organi- organizing systems in the history of mankind. What were they thinking with that? It's awful. Jason is speechless by the question, I understand. Okay, Jason, last night, Red Sox beat the Yankees 6-2. to um, Get it done, Yankees, goodbye. Game 163. Uh, Not officially, of course, there's a wild card game as a postseason, but the Yankees are done. That's what happens in a wild card game. It's a one and done situation. And of course, most glaringly, that involves the Dodgers in the NL because they won 106 games, the second best team in baseball, just one game behind the Giants. And their reward is a one-off against the Cardinals at this price on the Cardinals tonight. Are you taking a flyer on St. Louis? This being the ultimate small sample randomness of one game?
4: I'm not taking a flyer on St. Louis. I'm going to make a bet in the first inning, which we'll probably talk about in a minute. And then I will jump on St. Louis if necessary after uh, after the first inning.
5: Okay, explain that to us. What are you doing in the first inning?
4: I'm probably going to be betting first inning, yes, again. I bet that last night I wrote about it for Visa um, I'll probably do the same today, but I already see you can get plus 110 at circa and I expect those numbers to get higher throughout the day. For example, yesterday on the uh, Car- uh, not Cardinals on the Red Sox game yesterday, the first inning yes score got as high as 100- plus 125 or plus 130 at various different books. So, you know, the longer you wait today, the better price you're going to get on that. And I think, I think anything plus money is worth, worth considering for a first inning yes run okay. in this game.
5: I love that. I love that strategy. I probably jump on that with you I'll Wait as long as possible, Bet the yes, a run will be scored in the first inning, hoping it gets even higher than the numbers you mentioned. And then we'll explain the second part of that that you alluded to. Then what are you going to do?
4: If it's over, look. If it's uh, if the Dodgers come out, and it's totally possible the Dodgers just come out and put up three, four runs in the first inning, I don't really want to stand in front of that uh, that buzz saw. So I'm going to bet that first inning. I'm going to wait, and if uh, if the game's still tied after the first inning, I'll look. I'll look at live prices and see if there's anything worth jumping into the Cardinals at the top of the second inning, potentially in the middle of the second inning. But I'd rather bet the first inning just just as a first-inning prop and then, you know, hold my bullets back for later in the game potentially.
5: Understood. Okay. Of the division series now that have already been determined, and three out of the four have been now after last night, let's start with the one that got determined with the Red Sox win yesterday. The Rays, $2 favorites against the Red Sox, best-of-five American League division series. Anything there?
4: Yeah, I, I love the Rays there. Um They're, they're probably the most interesting team to me this, this year in the playoffs. They're bringing back a majority of that, that team that went to the world series last season and they added their, you know, their best rookies that they refused to bring up in 2020. So you got Wander Franco and Shane Baz and um, I'm blanking on the third guy, but I know there's another rookie there too, Uh, but I'm pretty excited about them. I'd, I'd probably lay minus 200 with them before the series starts. I think I think they probably win three to one the uh the, the the division round
5: yeah I like the raise at that price I know it's a lot to lay it's not for everybody but uh for those who quantify baseball I like the raise at that number uh by the way this this segment is I'm, I'm just tickled to death that we're seeing you on camera here for the first time in a numbers game history you are so relaxed it, it it makes people understand the whole under a cloud of smoke thing and you are doing the wide world of wine garden that is started this week yeah
4: yeah, it's it's the 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 computer is up and running. We're we're just you know banging out some technical stuff and okay. doing a a test pod or so. And the episode should start. What is it? It's Wednesday. I'd I'd say probably by Friday there should be daily episodes.
5: All right. I want to get to your thoughts on the two national. Excuse me, on the uh, the American League Division Series that has already been determined. Uh, that we haven't discussed the White Sox and the Astros, and also the. Uh, the Brewers and the Braves momentarily here, but your final thoughts, since we talked about it so many times, your final thoughts on who, not what your bets are, but who you genuinely believe will be voted winners of these awards. Again, these have now been voted on. We will not know the results till after the postseason, right at the beginning of November. Major League Baseball will reveal the results of these. But finally, in the end, uh, for American League Rookie of the Year, you have Franco tickets you believe the ward will end up though with?
4: I I think Randy Rosarena had a 2020 season. That's, that's going to be a lot for voters to ignore. Um, I think Wander is probably going to end up with a lot of second place votes and less first place votes. But I'm holding out hope that he will get enough first place votes because like I mentioned before, If you look at last season's rookie of the year betting, you know, Devin Williams got like 14 first place votes, Alec Baum got nine and Cronworth got six, you know, you you could see a situation like that where three guys, four guys split votes and I'm, I'm really hoping that it it ends up a split vote situation and Franco ends up as the guy with 14 as opposed to the guy with nine. it's it's possible. I mean, I'm I'm whole. I'm not giving up hope. I'm, I'm just not going to be surprised when the voters, you know, vote for a Rosarena. But I, I, I think it's funny. Honestly, what, what's going to end up being hilarious, is hopefully the Rays make the the championship series. Wander Franco wins. ALCS MVP, and then a couple weeks later, Randy wins Rookie of the Year, and everyone's going, "Wait, what? How did that happen?" <laughs> well, remember, I'm just going to sit here and go like that.
5: Yeah, that, that's kind of remember what happened with us with Corey Seager last year. Remember Corey Seager trolled us. We had him for for NL MVP, and then he was both the NLCS and the World Series MVPs, if I'm not mistaken. And you know,
4: yeah, he uh, he picked the picked a little too late to turn it on. Yeah, just completely trolled us
5: completely messed with us. Uh, all right. Uh, AL Cy Young, Robbie Ray.
4: Yeah. Gotta be, gotta be Ray. Nobody, nobody passed him at the end.
5: NL Cy Young tonight's performance, good or bad for Scherzer won't matter. Who do you think gets that?
4: Uh, I think Zach Wheeler deserves it. I wouldn't be surprised if Corbin Burns gets, gets votes, but the, uh, the, the best model, the Tom Tango model, which I, I follow says Walker Bueller is going to be the winner. So how and I'm Tom, going with Bueller, and
5: Tom Tango gets it right, doesn't he? Historically,
4: yeah, he says if he gets it wrong, he's going to have to revamp the model this offseason. Oh man!
5: And then finally, the money shot: NL MVP. You believe that it will ultimately go to?
4: Yeah, you know that that one's going to be the closest. I think I don't want to. I don't want to say it's going to go to Harper because I'm I'm really holding out hope here. I, I, I do think Harper deserves to be the favorite. I, I, I think it's going to be close. We're definitely on the dog side. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Turner got a couple first place votes. I think up to four players might get first place votes in that market. So it's going to be close, but Harper, Harper had the numbers. It's going All to right. be tough to Jason, get them off the voters' minds.
5: Jason, hang out. We'll talk about those other two division series. We've had a lot of great moments on this show. Tennis picks, obligation, tankapalooza. This might be one of the finest. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or
7: wherever you get your podcasts.
6: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network.
5: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access. To VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything Vison has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Still to come, uh, Captain Jack and Rufus Peabody. Captain Jack Andrews and Rufus Peabody on their uh, company, Unabated, to help you become a better, better. They'll discuss that with us here in studio momentarily. And Michael Lombardi, got a bevy of questions for him, Hosted the Lombardi line here at VEASAN, of course. Uh, but Jason Weingarten, kind enough to uh, hang out with us for another segment. We get tweets at beating the Book. Paul Carr, who's a, you know, frequent guest to this show. Uh, Jason Weingarten was great in The Hangover, he says. Uh, Steven Vegas, Jason looks so relaxed, I'm not convinced he's not doing this spot from his bed. Screaming a Smith that's screaming underscore a underscore Smith Uh, sitting on a gravity chair. Now I get the under a cloud of smoke reference. Perfect. Peter Watry, Jason Weingarten on camera, simply awesome. And on and on Philly boy LV 4 my man, Jason was awesome. Tell me you're a Woodstock love child without telling me you're a Woodstock love child. Hashtag under a cloud of smoke and on and on Jason. There's too many to read. They love you, Jason. I hope you appreciate the adoration. We appreciate you
4: makes me feel good. It's a Herman Miller chair, by the way.
5: Herman Miller chair. I I want to seize on one thing I mentioned earlier. You actually had, let's not let this just gloss over. You actually had a professional come in to organize the books on the shelves behind you. I think this is a very, this is a a very key reflective character thing for you. That you brought in someone to do this because you just viewed it as too difficult to do.
4: Very much. I I, I I tried. I stared at it for like twenty minutes, and I said, "There's no way I could possibly do this. I, I'm just going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing."
5: So now, now if find a book, you need like two, two point nine, two point four seven eight, Dewey Decimal System. I love. Well,
4: this. there there were actually there were there were tabs on the books for each. <laughs> that she left them on. I, I took some of them off, but yeah, there actually are Dewey Decimal tabs. I don't know if you can see them. You're you're not kidding.
5: They're, you Dewey Decimal to the whole thing.
4: Yeah, do we decimal little things. She was here for like 10 hours how do, on how Sunday you, while I watch baseball, wait, how while I do, watch football.
5: How do you find a person to do that? Is it like it somebody, that somebody's jobs description?
4: Yeah, she's a librarian. My my, my girlfriend found her. She's her, uh, her cousin's cousin, actually. <laughs> this is one of the finest
5: moments ever. It's, I've never been happier than I am right now. <laughs> okay, uh, you... You also made a football bet. I don't want to. We'll get to the division series in a minute, but you made a football bet. We were on primetime action the other night, and so Kelly, uh, Matt Brown, and I, Kelly Bidley, Matt Brown, and I, we, you know, we tell people when we're actually making bets, and then once in a while we'll do something stupid. We'll say, hey, if we were making a mythical bet, we'll make it. We'll do it for this particular market, and the one that we always do it with on the standalone games Monday and Thursday nights, our first touchdown scored because we're showing up the DraftKings numbers. We don't have them in Nevada, but if we did, we would have bet this, that, and the other thing. And so Donald Parham, XFL superstar, scores the first touchdown for the uh, Chargers the other night, and you, you immediately, you because of the lightning delay, you had extra time, and you randomly bet on him to score the first touchdown
4: at forty to one, was it? Yeah. So I, I wanted to bet on him before, and I've I've bet on him. It's probably like the tenth time I've bet Donald Parham to score the first touchdown. Ah. Um, I've bet him a lot. I've been scouting him since he was in the XFL. Um, but I was actually I was betting a Puerto Rican basketball game. Sure you were because one of the teams, their MVP point guard was out that night. So I took like plus four and a half on the other team, and you know they were they were like up a couple points and they were tied at halftime. So I was like, great, I'm gonna win some money on Puerto Rican basketball. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this Parham prop. And then the time just kind of got away from me, and the game started. I wasn't even watching it on TV. I turned it on, and I saw they were driving down the field, and I was like, all right, Parham's number 89 is, is 89 on the field. I saw he was on the field in the red zone. I was like, all right, good. We're live, you know. And it's really all you can hope for is you bet a guy like that that he's in the red zone package, and yeah. he was. And well, he was the second or third look on that third down play, and he got it. So well done. good Monday night.
5: Well done. Lightning delay worked out for you. Let me let me ask you yeah. this. Walk me through. What does Jason Weingarten do when you realize that it's Parham who in fact catches that touchdown pass? Do you go nuts or do you go, "Oh, that's awesome."
4: What do you Well, do? I was home. I was home by myself. Um, so there was no one to to celebrate with other than the dog. So, I yelled. I I screamed Parham very loudly. Um, <laughs> and then I called my da- Then I called my dad to tell him yes. what I just did. He uh he tends to appreciate those and so I, I and then I, then I started texting a whole bunch of people and Twitter blew up and yeah. then my girlfriend came home and she had no idea what was going on and I was trying to explain it to her and you know it's it was fun it was it was a good night better better Monday night than usual
5: yeah you texted me I was very impressed by the uh by the the windfall if you will all right so division series. Uh, The ones that uh, we haven't gotten to. Let's talk about the Astros and the White Sox. Astros about a minus 125 series favorite. Remember again, for everybody, these division series are best of fives, which I still love that about baseball, right? That they don't play the full seven in division series. Um, Astros minus 125. Do you have a play there?
4: I don't. That that series is interesting to me. I, I think the Astros are a slightly better team, but I, I really have no feel either way. You know, losing Rodon's a a big blow for for the White Sox the way he was pitching, and you know, it's it, it can go either way. I, I I like the other series better, the Brewers Brewers Braves. Which
5: side are you on there? Because I already made a bet on the Brewers. Who do you got?
4: I like the Braves plus plus one twenty. I see mm. it's come down a little bit. It's uh, who's, who's the better team? Hard to tell. Uh, I don't know. Give me, give me the, the dog in that, that series.
5: Even without a they've overcome that. They somehow managed. And I always say this in quotes, they fended off the, uh, the Phillies who really didn't give them much of a run for their money, but you like the Braves as constituted here. And the frontline pitching of the Brewers doesn't scare you off.
4: Oh, it's cert- I mean, it certainly scares me, but you know, the, the, the infield for the, the brave scares me too. Riley and Freeman and Albies and Swanson. I mean, that's four guys each at 30 home runs. I think that's, uh, that's no. impressive. Well, I got to check that Swansby Swansby number. I might be off.
5: Okay. Uh, Swanson. As far as getting then to the world series itself, who do you ha- have? You made any bets for penance or for the whole thing?
4: I had Yankees. I have Dodgers. I have a Mets ticket that's yes. laughing at me in my pile.
5: My uh, my book. Uh, my book. Let me know when that was. Uh, when the Mets were winning yeah. that day.
4: <laughs> they were like, here, we'll take. So that away. mostly, mostly on the Dodgers. Um, I'm interested in those exact series matchups. You yes. can find some good prices there. We can flash those Typically up again. If, if the exact if you can match, you can match both legs. You can get. Pretty nice prices there. I mean, even like Dodgers Rays is like sixteen to one still.
5: Yeah, these are these have sprouted up in lots of places. Chrissy Andrews was the first person here who runs a South Point to ever sort of translate exactas in horse racing and apply them to sports betting situations like that. For people who are, are wondering, hey, what was what was the Bucks and the uh, the Suns before the NBA postseason? And that wasn't an exact outcome. That was just for the Bucks to play the Suns. That was sixty six to one. Uh, so here in baseball, these are the South Point numbers anyway, Jason. And some shops, some other shops have these up as well. and Numbers will vary. But a whole bunch of Dodgers in terms of the short shots, Dodgers over Astros, Dodgers over Rays, Dodgers over White Sox. You'll see the Dodgers on the short end of the White Sox, Astros and Rays as well right behind that. You would play which if you could?
4: Rays. I like Dodgers. Oh, it's Dodgers over Rays. It's not just the, the matchup.
5: Right. These it's... are the exact outcomes. You, you're just talking about them playing each other?
4: Yeah, I, I like the the matchup props better. Um, but Dodgers over Rays, Rays over Dodgers is probably where I'd look the most. I I would personally like to see the Dodgers Rays rematch from last year with the Rays having their full strength roster with their rookies. I think that would be the most intriguing, you know, World Series of all the matchups. But if you're not a Dodgers fan and you're not a you know you're not a Rays fan, I could see why you would not. Yeah. Be interested I, there's one
5: matchup. word that has not been uttered in this, in either of these two segments, Jason, I just want to suggest giants. Giants. You have not mentioned that team. Do you not, do not? If the giants end up playing the Dodgers, let's say the Dodgers get by tonight. Best of five. What do you make that series price?
4: I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, Dodgers obviously can be a favorite, but how big of a favorites up, up for debate. You're, you're probably going to book a lot of Dodgers money if you make it too low. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would I, if I was booking that. I'll tell you exactly what I'd do. I'd wait for Pinnacle to open it and I'd copy their number.
5: That's what you would do if you were. If you're that's what I would do. Yeah. Jason has already offered his services to many a book during the year for making their say Rookie of the Year numbers as well. He has offered his services in that regard as well. Always with baseball numbers, we'll look for your pieces at uh, com, and of course, the world, the, pardon me, let me say it correctly, the Wide World of wine garden the podcast that I hope people get a flavor for here today. Jason, this has been nothing short of glorious. Thank you so much. I look forward to doing it again tomorrow, perhaps.
4: Yeah, it should be, should be good. Uh, I'll be back on video and we'll, we'll have some more fun times together. This is a Absolutely. A, a huge, huge moment in v history today. <laughs> it
5: really is. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Jason Weingart, thanks, thanks for having me. My man. From under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. We'll come back. Captain Jack Andrews and Rufus Peabody on their company, Unabated. For those of you looking to step up your sports betting game, you will want to hear this. It's next on A Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with
0: Gil Alexander on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Back on A Numbers Game, the Sports Betting Network, Visa, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight. And uh, it's a real pleasure. After that, I don't know how we can top the Jason Weingarten thing on camera from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, yes.
0: The Dewey Decimal System as well? That
5: is phenomenal. He hired someone to Dewey Decimal System, the books on his shelf behind him. It's phenomenal. But we're going to try to top it. Uh, Two friends of mine who are kind enough to join us this morning, um, who have embarked on something really great, professional better, and also the co-host of the Bet the Process podcast that he does with his buddy Jeff Ma. Rufus Peabody is here. And the gentleman that I have nominated for Commissioner of Sports Betting, if there was ever such a title, if there was ever such a position, Captain Jack Andrews, overlord of the industry, in a good way, though. Okay. All right. I'll go with you that. You go ahead. Go ahead. All I'll right. go with that. Uh, Jack Andrews and Rufus Peabody. Thank you both for being in studio. I appreciate it. Thanks
6: for having us. It's awesome. It's to be here.
5: And Rufus, you're doing the Megapod tomorrow, which I is am. super yeah. awesome. Oh, you'll get a, get a load of that. You'll, you'll have fun with that. Uh, okay. So I, I say that. It sounds like I'm joking, but I really mean that about what you attempt to do for the industry. What you guys have been about, if I may put it in words, is really being an authentic voice in the industry designed to be an advocate for betters. And so you have consumers. now, you've now taken this to a different level with an actual product. Explain to us what that product is.
3: Right. So Rufus and I actually got together a couple of years ago and we were thought about joining uh, together to make a... Alliance for sports betters, you know, to have a voice in the industry and it didn't quite pan out Uh, there, you know, some funding issues there, obviously. So about a year ago, we got together again and we're like, you know what, maybe creating tools and resources to help sports betters educate themselves, not necessarily giving them winners or giving them picks or anything, just helping them educate themselves about how sports betting is done. And we got together with some great business people and engineers and data scientists. And what's come of it is uh, unabated.com, and that's that's the site we've created.
5: And there's a nice little two-minute-plus video there, which is sort of the elevator pitch, not to minimize it at all, but it's sort of exactly what you guys are about. Um, and, Rufus, you were saying off-air, you were giving examples of what is available to folks, that you want to give that a stab.
8: So, I mean, there's there's a few things available right now, and, and we're going to have a lot of products coming. Up. Sorry, I was just laughing. Captain Jack Edwards over there. Um, but
5: uh, Edwards? Um, Did I say Edwards? Oh no, Andrews! Oh, the graphic! Oh, the, graphic. Oh, the graphics there, at Edwards! But... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I
8: think it's hilarious, Andrews. Andrews. Anyway, I'm not sorry. my real name. <gasps> <gasps> well, oh, no, <laughs> we don't we want to do that. I, I love a G2e How he has a tag. You know, he has to put a name tag over his name tag. Don't away um, my secrets but, here, really. So you, anyway. Anyway, you
5: guys are at the gla- Global Gaming Expo. That's why you're. Well, that's you're here here now yeah, all yeah. the time. But are you getting good response there for this?
8: Well, you know, you get approached by a lot of salespeople. You did I, I I try. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Jack has spent a lot more time there than I have, but. Sorry, I, I want to answer your question. Though, about The tools. So Please. we have tools available to help uh, users price out alternate spreads and totals um, for NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA. I think I hit all the mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, if you you know you you don't you want to bet the Packers, you don't know if you should bet the spread, the alternate an alternate spread, a money line. Um, I mean, it can help
5: you essentially gain a few a few cents there sometimes. Um, so it will highlight for you. I'm just trying to get at, at the core of this it will highlight for you what the best bet of those is you have to put, you can, you have to input an option available. I see. So there's a compare
8: lines tool where you could say, I want to know what's better minus two and a half minus half, minus one twenty-five, or minus three, even money
5: questions we we get all the time,
8: right? right? Yeah. And so like how much is a half point worth? Everybody wants to know that. And it depends on a lot of factors. Not all half points are the same. um, And it varies a lot more in the NFL and college football than say NBA and college basketball. But so answering that type of question, the the thing I'm probably most proud of is is this NFL simulator we have, where you can simulate the rest of the regular season and postseason with your own power ratings. We have a whole slew of reading publicly available rating systems that are available for people to use. Oh, Those awesome. Include Pro Football Focus, ESPN's FPI, the Massey Peabody Rating. Massey, I was going to ask you um, if that was um, and you can also input your own ratings. And so you could. And and I think the big thing we add there, um, we price out the dynamic uncertainty. The fact that a team's rating right now is not necessarily what that rating is going to be the rest of the season. It moves. Injuries, performance issues. I mean, the Cardinals look a lot better right now to us than they did a week ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we do that, and we simulate out quarterback injuries, which is something that I think is often overlooked. And it is just a huge source of variance. And so uh you can you can you could say i want lamar jackson to have a 10% injury probability each week or you can say 0% if you want so wow um, so basically we we let you simulate this out we um have these you, we can price out you can price out all the features based on that division title super bowl conference regular season wins and it integrates with an odd screen that'll
5: highlight the value that is First of all, well said, Rufus. Very well done there. Hey, I didn't
8: digress yeah.
4: too much.
5: No, that was very well done. The This is, so so. if people go to your site, is there a free trial of this available? It's to all them? free right now. It's Everything all on the free. site
3: is free. Uh, and there's a lot of value out there right now, Gil. A lot of these books, not so much in Vegas, we know that, but a lot of the other books around the U.S. keep those season wins up all season long yes. and adjust them each week. Yeah, And honestly, Tuesday morning is a great time, Tuesday, Wednesday. To look at what the new lines are, run it through the simulator, get some output. And this isn't, you're not betting Rufus's picks or anything. You're betting your own opinions. We're just helping you quantify them, put them into numbers, and then see what the value is in the market.
5: So that's the money sentence right there. You're, you're not giving people picks, right? People for, in sports betting, for you know as long as this has existed, the construct is, oh, I want to see people's picks for those who are into that kind of thing. But what you're doing, you're you're—it's the old teach him, you know, not give a fish for a day, but teach a man how to fish kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. So that's what you're doing with this, um, and that that thing about the dynamic season win totals, I think, is such a great point. That used to be something that I would do off the grid, like this highly, you know, not legal thing on the side that some financial people would do. There would be like a buy and sell price, and it was often the thing done in sort of you know dark rooms on the corner now it's all out there it's all legalized week to week and it's some of the the most interesting markets to bet into just one of the applications you were saying there's something coming out this week as well
3: so we have a props tool Gil. you know i listened to all your shows but last night on primetime live you had adam levitan from establish the run and he talked about props yes and he was talking about mean and median and and all these things and kind of complex terms for a lot of betters we have a prop simulator coming out so if you've ever bet props you know the pricing is all over the place one book may have eighty-three and a half for rushing yards. Another book may have eighty-seven and a half. You see those two lines. You don't know which one is the better value to you. So if you can, again, enter your projection or, you know, in the case of Adam's site, enter their projection, you can then price out, what, 87 and a half, 86 and a half 85 and a half, all the way down, see what all the different prices are and find the real value in the market. And Gil, those prices are all over the map. So sure. this is a tool. If you join our Discord on our site, we have the link there for people to use, but we're going to be releasing it to the public very shortly. It's for the NFL currently receiving yards and rushing yards. We're going to add passing yards as well soon. And this is going to be a tremendous tool for the better that really likes props. You know, it's not everybody. It's not everybody's cup of tea. The limits are low. But for a lot of people, props are a great way to bet.
5: How? Because it occurs to me that, that there's going to be a percentage of people listening to this are like, okay, this sounds awesome. This sounds like something i really want to do because i want to be serious about betting and i want to be a better better but it also like it's a little scary maybe for some people where they're like okay how what's the learning curve on this like is it intuitive to the point where they will get it immediately does it take five minutes or is it one of these things where some things people will gravitate towards some of your tools and they might not like them but others they'll be like oh this is the greatest thing in the world
3: so my role at the site is content and i've taken my youtube videos with trying to explain concepts in sports betting and integrated videos into our website to explain how the tool works in a brief two minute video and show you exactly what you're looking at, how to use the simulator. The simulator is a, is a tremendously complex tool. However, you can go ahead and grab the basic ratings and, and feed them in and tweak them slightly. We kind of give you like, here's your basics of how to do it. You can learn from here. It's, we want to help people along their journey, not necessarily push them along. Just kind of guide them along, kind of be like Yoda to their Skywalker type of analogy. Yeah, you know, here's here's your next step. And but I'll speak my sentences in proper order.
5: Not to get too sort of deep with you, Rufus, but I know like you. You and I have had conversations years ago where you you were just doing sports betting at the time, and you're like, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to do this for my, you know, entire life. I, I want to have. I want to do things that are more meaningful. Is this sort of like one of the things that you found where you really feel like you have found your calling with this? Not to not to exaggerate it. No, that, that that's a good question, Gil. And um it's the jury's still out on that. I, I mean I
8: I I really enjoy it. It's a new challenge and it's providing something for someone other than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I will say I have I think what has been most rewarding for me on a personal level, like in terms of that, has been recently talking more about the mental struggles with, with betting and, and kind of being opening up about that. And it's, I feel like I've gotten, it's really resonated with a lot of people and it's given people permission to kind of open up themselves. And I've, I've
5: really connected with people as a result of that. I I wish we have to talk about that another time. Uh, We have to go now, but I, I, I think that's a fascinating topic. Las Vegas, Chris is another guy that I talk to uh, about that subject. Often Uh, captain Jack Andrews, your, your Twitter Once again, is
3: at CapJack2000.
5: At CapJack2000, you're at Rufus Peabody, which again has to be a made-up name, but apparently it's not. Dog's name. Yeah, dog's name. Unabated, Uh, the name of the company Unabated.com, free for everyone. Yes. Jack Rufus, thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. We'll come back. Michael Lombardi on a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers
7: Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
5: It is a numbers game, probably brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Get your payout before the game's out with BetMGM. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game. And if your team is up by 10 or more points at halftime, you win. That's full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to your BetMGM account and opt in each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. And if you want to keep things rolling, try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday. New to BetMGM, download the app and see how you can turn halftime into cash time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night, and if your team is up by 10 or more, you'll win at the half. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Opt-in is required, though. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer. Not available in Nevada or Pennsylvania. Uh, We get tweets. I won't, uh, because I want to talk to Lombardi, so I won't read through all of them. But let's just say... The tennis number has moved on Vondersova, everybody's telling me. Then I do that, down to about 55 to 1, 50 to 1. I'd still bet it at that number. And I just want to read this one from Trip Tepper. I was betting a Puerto Rican basketball game is the line of the year. That combined with the resplendent visual of Jason has taken that segment to another level. Resplendent visual. Excellent wording, Trip. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the Lombardi line. He uh, wrote the book, Gridiron Genius. The name of his podcast is GM Shuffle, and he's worked with all the greats:
7: sons, Joseph Jackson Gibbs. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael Lombardi. How are you doing, Michael? I am doing great. Joseph Jackson Gibbs was just writing about him this morning, about that 87 strike team that he took into Dallas with no players. Tony Robinson as his quarterback and walked out of Dallas who was playing Danny White and had... Tony Dorsett and defensive line and won the game, what, 12-7? 12-7. One of, the greatest moments, one of the greatest moments in all of sports.
5: Tony 747 Robinson, who I believe had just been sprung from jail to quarterback that game.
7: <laughs> yeah, why not? Amazing story. Why not? Story. Anyway.
5: Um, 30 for 30s have been uh, done about it, so have movies. All right, I have many questions, Mr. Lombardi. Let's start with Far your away. one of your favorite subjects, Urban Urban Meyer. Yeah. And I just want to take this mm-hmm. too, just from a, from a betting perspective. He'll probably survive the week. Let's just establish that. But even with the, the Michigas, the distraction, is this a bet-on-Tennessee type of situation because of that? Does that kind of stuff matter?
7: I, I think it does. I, I think that, that he's, I don't think he's in good standing in his locker. But what I loved was when he said the leadership of his team has to rectify this. Like, I, I've never seen anybody pass the buck like Urban does. I mean, he thinks he's above it all, and maybe he is because he was at Florida and he was at uh, at Ohio State. He's been at two Power 5 teams. But I, I, I'm leaning towards Tennessee because I know that everybody's first instincts is they're going to play hard for Urban. Well, that might be what your first instincts are, but are you sure they really love Urban? I'm told they don't love Urban. I'm told there's bigger issues in that locker room than even this matters. And the fact that he didn't come back with the team, Gil, that he didn't get on the uh. team plane – the guy makes $12 million a year. He could have easily gotten his butt on the plane, flew home, talked to his team on the plane, landed, got a quick nap, got back on a private plane, and flew into Columbus. Yeah. And it, he would have kept his credibility.
5: It's amazing. Where do you stand? I'm just curious, because I respect your opinion on these things. Where do you stand on uh, Fangio v. Harbaugh?
7: Uh, you know, I think that everybody always has, you know, John Harbaugh is always, it's always somebody else's fault, but John's, you know, it's John can, if if somebody did this to John, John would go berserk. That's all I'll say. You know that. And I know that the rules never apply for John. You know, it's an illegal formation in the Baltimore game? No, it's not. It was legal. We talked to the referees before the game. He got a personal foul in the game because he was complaining. It wasn't legal. I mean, it's just, if it, if somebody would have done this to him, what would his reaction have been?
5: As it is, the Ravens get their 43rd straight game of 100-plus uh, rushing yards. They go for the all-time record this week, going for 44, tied with the 70s Steelers right now. Uh, so many flags, Michael, and, and in some respects... The game that we love so much is marred by game-changing PI calls and the refs having a, a lot of power in key moments. Really, every play of the game, they have too much power in, in some respects. Doesn't this, though, from a from a game planning standpoint, or just an overall philosophical standpoint, shouldn't teams be throwing trying trying to draw flags more than they do? Like it just seems to me like there's a way to capitalize on this. And I, there's so many situations where I, where I'm sure I'm not alone, where I'm screaming at the TV. I'm like, just throw it deep and see what happens here.
7: Yeah, I mean that certainly it, it could play into your advantage. I mean, but the inconsistencies to me of the calls. Let's just take a, an example: the Patriots, the drive where Brady at the end of the half, they kick the field goal to make it seven six at halftime. I mean, there's a blatant holding call there that that they miss, a blatant holding call that he throws a twenty six yarder to to Godwin down the sideline. I mean, it was a horrible call. Then Joey Bosa in the play in the game against the Raiders, he gets dragged down to the ground. He's screaming, you know, and then he gets, and then he gets a penalty for being rude to the official when the official missed the call. Yeah. I mean, the inconsistencies of these calls are just beyond me. And, you know, and, and, but we're talking about something that we've been talking about for the last 30 years, Gil, the inconsistencies with pass interference—they've yet to explain it to themselves correctly. But and I almost—you know—I'm I'm all for a little contact. I I get that. I don't want the I don't want the the Picayune calls on pass interference. I want I want it to be flagrant. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I almost think though, if 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 you're an offensive coach uh,
5: or coordinator, you weigh the risk of those penalties and you you tailor, I don't know, tailor, but you, that's another reason to not run as much, right? Like, hey,
7: I can always get a flag here, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Brandon Staley, well, when you run the, when you run, you run the risk of getting a hold call, whether you hold or not. Right. I mean, that's, well, that's another thing. That's right. You, you get called for holding all the time. I mean, you know, and then you don't get called for holding. I mean, the, 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 the it, it happens week in and week out. And you just wonder, like, like, seriously, like, why do they keep throwing these flags? I mean, the other one that they can't get right anymore is pass interference on the offense. I mean, they called Zach Ertz for a pass interference call on the offense, and it, I never even saw it. Like, I looked at it, and I never even saw it. Like, it was like, what, would, what did they want him to do? And then, uh, then I watched the Bucs Patriot game, and they picked the linebacker on, on a third and four, and you know, they never said a word. It's it just the inconsistencies are always what bothers you.
5: Yeah, and it's a great point about holds on runs is another sort of, you know, nod in that direction. Uh, okay, let's talk about another one of your favorites here. Kyle Shanahan. He's, mm. out, he's outright saying Trey Lance looked like a number two quarterback. Uh, is that code, in your opinion, for this isn't the quarterback I really wanted and I'm actually kind of pissed watching Mac Jones, realizing how much better he'd be here? Or am I reading too much into that?
7: No, I think you're really perceptive. I think that you and I have had this debate on your podcast and with your guys, and we've talked about it. He wanted Mac Jones. No one's going to convince me otherwise. And there's document I was told by two assistant coaches that it's on the phone. He, that's When he was in Cabo, he wanted Mac Jones. And then Twitter exploded. And then everybody including all everybody on the pod, said there's no way you could trade up for Mac Jones. Mac Jones isn't worth the third pick in the draft. But Trey Lance is. But Trey Lance is. Mike and Kyle both wanted Mac Jones. And it, what happened was Adam Peters, John Lynch, convinced him to go in the other direction. When he got home Sunday night and he turned on that television and he watched Mac Jones do Mac Jones-type things, not that Mac Jones is great by any means yet, but he's really good. Kyle had to say to himself, he probably called Lynch on the phone. Are you sure we did the right thing? Because this really was about Kyle being talked out of it, not Kyle wanting Lance. I will go to my grave with that one. I will go to my grave with that one. And I'm not trying to act like I'm trying to prove myself correct on draft week. I will go to my grave on that one.
5: No, I asked the question. You, you, you didn't bring it up. I asked it. Uh, let's talk about Daniel Jones for a second. Have we kicked dirt on Daniel Jones too prematurely? In other words... Uh, yards per attempt, uh, some of the best in best the league. In his career. Yeah he's, yeah, he's played against two of the supposed great defenses in the league the last couple weeks, performed very well, didn't have Slayton, didn't have Shepard. Um, dare I say, might he be a good NFL quarterback?
7: Well, I think the th- one thing that you got to give him credit for last week was they protected really well. I was surprised the Saints couldn't get more pressure on him, and they didn't speed his game up. I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, I think he'll play well against Dallas, though. I really do. I think he'll play well against Dallas. And I think that the skilled players that he has on the team have helped him. You know, certainly getting you know, getting some of the other guys that they've had in there. Uh, you know, the kid from Detroit and the other players that they've added. Barkley's, I mean, that game was 21-10. to 10. I can't believe you didn't ask me this. And Joe, with nine minutes to go in the game, and Joe Judge pun it. Yeah. You remember this? Mm-hmm. And he only got bailed out when the, the Saints blew it on the 56-yard Saquon Barkley touchdown pass. That really could have been just an 8-yard gain that became a 56-yarder. So I'm not sold that it's there yet. I'm certainly impressed. There's no doubt. Yeah, I failed to mention he's also dealing with Coach Garrett, Michael. Coach Garrett. Well, you have well, to hold it. No, nothing yeah. in high, nothing but high esteem, please.
5: <laughs> Last thing was we only have 20 seconds. Cleveland, sort of the foil to that. They seem to have everything but great quarterback play. As long as they don't right. have a great quarterback player, are they still just a tease in the end?
7: No, I think they're good. I think he, he'll he play better than he did last week against Minnesota. Okay. I like him this week against the Chargers. Michael Lombardi, the great Michael Lombardi,
5: Lombardi line at the top of the hour. Michael, can't thank you enough. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Gil. Michael Lombardi, Lombardi line at the top of the hour. Patrick Maher, your host. Enjoy it. Good luck with all your bets. Cardinals tonight, tennis. Let's get it done. From VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: If you dare.